Hello and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm your host, Andrew Waterhouse, and in today's episode, we're taking a look at whether you can volunteer at summer camp with a criminal record. So, come on into our tent and I'll spill the beans. Hi everyone and welcome back to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I can't believe that it's been a month since my last podcast update and as I said in my previous podcast there were multiple reasons for this and this was all around my granddad and his health difficulties and shortly after posting that podcast episode he actually passed away which was really hard to take to be honest and it was crazy and it was one of the first deaths I've had in my life where I could understand what was going on so to speak Um, but I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to go down uh, visit him uh, in his last couple of days have really special moments being able to say goodbye and that sort of thing so I'm really grateful to be able to do that and of course um, that's the reason that there was no episodes for the last month or so so it's been pretty crazy in my life recently I'd like to give you a little bit of an update on what's been going on because it has been a bit nuts um so the granddad situation him passing away that was really tough um being able to say goodbye and then uh having those few days off work and then we had the funeral recently as well only a week or two ago the funeral was um and it was nothing to do with coronavirus although in my head I often think that it might have had some sort of an impact on uh maybe the performance of the health uh national health service and maybe the doctors and the hospitals um he got he got to go on his own terms he uh he died at home uh surrounded by a loving family and he went very peacefully um, and that was really nice to see firsthand because a lot of the times in the news and uh, that sort of thing, you hear about people passing away and you're like, was it actually? Was it actually like that? Was it actually peaceful? But to be able to see it from my own eyes and to see that he was going on his own terms, surrounded by loving family in the home that he's had all, pretty much for uh, the majority of his life, uh, it was really touching to see. And uh yeah, it was crazy. So I do appreciate the patience on these podcast episodes, but we're back. Uh, I've had my month to process it and I think I'm ready to come back, to be honest, because um, as I said at the funeral, it was my actual, actually uh, my first ever funeral that I've ever been to was my granddad's. And at the age of 27, uh, I can kind of count myself lucky that that's my first. And uh, that was an experience as well, because uh, being my first funeral, I was kind of nervous as to what to expect, what procedures there are, um, whether the coffin would be an open coffin and you get to see it, uh, whether I carry the coffin. There's loads of questions that are floating around my mind and especially in the lead up to the, uh, the, the funeral itself, I was kind of nervous about what exactly to expect and I think that was the most overriding feeling to be honest with the funeral but with regards to the actual death um, it was pretty in a weird way nice to see that closure and have that closure of him passing away because for the last few years he has been suffering with his health and I apologize if this is like rambling on about my granddad especially when the podcast isn't about him but I think 
a lot of the times with these sort of podcasts, it is a insight into the podcaster's life. And that has been a massive part of my life, not only throughout my life with my granddad, but the last month in particular with him passing away. So um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And to be surrounded by family in these times was great. To be able to go down there and kind of have that inkling that uh, he was on his last couple of days was really nice and I have no regrets in the way that I handled myself or the way that I rushed down there over that weekend and it was really touching so again I appreciate all the support I appreciate the patience and I appreciate that you're listening to this podcast specifically at the funeral it being my first I really wanted to do a speech and it was pretty crazy to be honest because although his death wasn't related to coronavirus and I'll touch upon that in a second later because I do remember that I just brought it up about corona um, the socially distancing was in place at the funeral as well so we could only have a certain number of people attend and that was kind of like a blessing in disguise to be honest because it was nice to have a more dignified funeral rather than have hundreds of people turn up that don't really know him all trying to get in on this thing um He's Greek, so uh, there's like a tradition in Greek uh, funerals that hundreds of people attend, and there's also uh, these like wakes, I think they're called, where it's like a party afterwards, and it just didn't feel appropriate with all the coronavirus going on, and my uh, his wife, Helen, uh, who uh, is still self-isolating because of her health conditions as well, so... It was crazy. Being my first funeral, I wanted to do a speech and um, the coronavirus definitely had an impact on who could attend this funeral. So um, it was announced, well, it wasn't announced, it was decided that I would represent all of the grandchildren. So I'd be the only grandchild attending. And I believe I was the youngest one at the funeral itself. And it was just a lot of responsibility on my shoulders to have a speech prepared and make sure that I had no regrets afterwards because he did a lot for me in my life. And um, yeah, it's it takes time to process. But when I face the facts that he was actually suffering while he was alive and uh, I truly believe he's in a better place now. I was talking earlier about the coronavirus and how he didn't actually pass away from the coronavirus directly. Uh, It was actually um, Parkinson's and myeloma. Um, It was particularly the Parkinson's that hit him really hard. And it comes with old age and it's it's a fact of life. And it's crazy to just... You're powerless to do anything about... Um, In my speech, I was going to say that if I could give him half of my life to make him live half a life longer, I probably would. But that's just not how life works, unfortunately. And as you get old, you pass away and then the next generation comes. So, yeah, it was a lot of responsibility to do um, to do the speech and be at my first funeral as well. It was pretty crazy. But, yeah, massively uh, appreciate that uh, it went on relatively good terms. Now I look back. Okay, so moving on from the funeral and the death of my granddad, which is even crazy to speak about right now, but as I, as I said earlier, it's nice to have that closure and nice to have that suffering stop. Um, since the month break, I've actually been taking the time to work 
a lot on the book. So I've been in the process of picking an editor from the shortlist that I devised. I'm not sure if I've actually mentioned this on the podcast previously, but uh, we did have an editor and then personal circumstances came up and he couldn't no longer uh, be the editor for the book. So I've gone back to the drawing board, made a little uh, sample for a load of editors to try and figure out who's the best, who's really going to match up well with the book. Um, I'm currently got a couple of editors on my shortlist and I'm going to be deciding which one of those will be going forward with the book. And over the previous month that's just gone, the book's been pruned and tightened even further than it was uh, simply a month ago. There's a load of word count that's been scrapped. There's a load of bloat that's been removed and it's just going to make a really tight, gripping read for anyone that's done Camp America or thinking of doing it themselves. It just needs an editor's eyes now before I can tell you about its release date. Also in the break, I've come to a decision that going forward, we will come back to weekly episodes of the podcast. And I know that some of you out there might be a little bit offended that we will no longer be having the Friday episodes with the question series. But as I was thinking about this uh, over that month break I've had from the podcast, it makes sense now to start winding it down a little bit. This is the prime time when most people are going to be at summer camps. And if they're not at summer camps, you're still getting that content, that weekly content of summer camp material. Another reason for this is the coronavirus has started to kind of ease off. And at least in the UK, even though it's not exactly perfect numbers like New Zealand has there does seem to be a change of attitude and I think that's particularly since we were told to stay alert rather than stay at home so I think the coronavirus we're over the worst of it and I can still go out and uh, stretch my legs and maybe go for a shop although we have to wear face masks soon Um, I think it makes sense that for the greater good of the podcast uh, we go back to the Tuesday episodes alone so going forward Tuesday episodes only and it's going to actually make for better content as well because I'll be able to do longer podcasts so hopefully this will uh, be an example of that where it's a slightly longer podcast than usual we can discuss all of the week's topics and it also means that you don't have to listen to my voice twice a week as well so I think everyone's a winner. So what have I missed while being away from the podcast studio? Well, one thing for sure is that applications for 2021 are now open. And I've seen some news around Camp America and Camp Leaders and all these summer camp agency programs that there actually have been like somewhat denied the access to have J1 participants flying into America for this summer. So if you've been affected by this, please feel free to get in touch. Uh, It'd be very interesting to talk to you and how you found the whole uh, 2020 summer camp experience. Perhaps you're even over in uh, your summer camp right now and just listening to this while on your break. But yeah, applications for 2021 are open and it's a really exciting thing. It means that I'll be able to properly focus on potentially uh, going back to a two podcast a week uh, situation uh, around sort of September sort of time. But don't hold me to that. Uh, For now, we're going to be only doing the Tuesday episodes. But we are back. And this episode, we're going to be taking a look at whether you can do Camp America or any summer camp for that matter with a criminal record. 
So I took a look at this, and this is very similar to uh, the previous episodes we've had where you can, whether you can do like Camp America with a tattoo or whether you can do Camp America with a friend. And this one's touching upon a much more serious side of uh, applicants and their data. Um, whether you can apply with a criminal record to go volunteer at a summer camp. And you might be able to guess where the answer is going to be going and where this podcast is going to be leading you down. So in the overview that I have of Camp America, uh, they basically say that all issues are looked at on an individual basis. Uh, You can contact the Camp America office if you have any uh, concerns or if you would like to discuss your situation prior to attending interviews and getting much further down the stage of your application to volunteer at a summer camp. So you don't have to spend all that money and then realize, oh, this thing that I've done when I was younger is really stopped me from applying and then you've lost all that money. So Camp America are definitely contactable if you have any concerns around this. Um, If you're... If you have any sort of offence that was due to drink or drugs, then the US Embassy may ask you to do a medical screening with one of their doctors and there's going to be an absolute substantial extra cost with this as well. So you have to take this all with like an individual circumstance scenario. Um, Offences that you might have had in the past relating to drugs or violence will make you ineligible for volunteering with your summer camp. And also note that some camps actually undertake random drug testing during the summer as well. So, of course, I don't really need to say this, but I will. Don't take drugs to summer camp. A big part of this is all about the criminal record, of course. And if you have a criminal record in the past and it's since been removed, there's some questions around whether you need to state this when applying for your uh, summer camp, uh, Camp America profile. And of course, Camp America wants to know everything about you when you're applying. They ask that you must fill in everything around your position to uh, the US and US laws will take over any laws that you're applying from. So if the law in England is maybe a little less stringent, the US law could be a lot more tougher. And if you haven't filled in all of the information, then you're going to be breaking US laws, which will definitely have you in hot water and you'll probably get a criminal record then. So the US Embassy, in short, really wants to know everything from your past, whether it will appear on your criminal record check or not. Moving on to the criminal record check itself, and this is specifically to the UK audience, uh, you're going to be buying a DBS check, which is £23, and you can do it all online. And it's basically a check of your criminal record. So you receive in the post a copy of your criminal record. This check will only show convictions that are not spent. So, for example, some types of cautions can disappear after three months. Uh, To be able to do a DBS check, you actually uh, need to be over 16 years old to apply. And it typically takes 14 days to receive the certificate in the post. Everyone applying for summer camp must have a brand new police check certificate approved in order to be placed at a summer camp. And the payment for the police check goes directly to the authority that issues the certificate. And it's not a fee that actually goes to any sort of Camp America or Camp Leader profits. 
as I say, the DBS check costs £23, and you can see this online, and part of the application fees will give, you, will give you the relevant support and instructions to get your police check completed yourself. So some personal advice from me is, if you're worried that something's going to be on your criminal record, if I were in your position, I would definitely ask for a copy of your own criminal record prior to applying for Camp America. Then you can see for yourself what is on your record. Again, I have to reiterate that you must tell all the things that have been removed from your record in the past too. But if you want that reassurance of you having a blank criminal record, I definitely recommend checking it out yourself and anyone can apply for a DBS check whether you're going to Camp America, you're going to go work at a school or anything like that. Anyone can apply for a DBS check and it comes to you directly in the post of which then you send on to Camp America. So I think that pretty much covers this subject. Uh, the criminal record check is very intensive and it will go through every single little thing that you've ever done. Um, it's, again, there's going to be a lot of personal circumstance and you can always contact your uh, summer camp agency for further information and whether something really minor in your past will uh, flag, flag up to the US Embassy as you being ineligible for the visa and potentially not being able to work at a summer camp. It pretty much makes sense because working at a summer camp, you need maximum security and assurance that things aren't going to go wrong and when you do apply, it actually you, you actually represent a brand which could be Camp America or Camp Leaders. And it also you also represent a summer camp as well. So if you're going over there with criminal records, it does totally make sense that um, there's as li little risk as possible. So I hope that pretty much makes sense. Now, the next episode is going to be on Tuesday, of course. We're no longer doing the Friday episodes. So I hope to see you then. In that one, we're going to be talking about the random things that you'll randomly remember about summer camp. This could be while you're pottering around in the kitchen and you're like, oh shit, we used to have that at summer camp. Or you could be walking through uh, Aldi and being like, oh my God, these s'mores are exactly what I need right now in my life. This is taking me back to summer camp. It could be anything. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions that yourself want to be submitted into the podcast, feel free to get in touch. We're on Instagram at There's No Place Like Summer Camp. And you can also check out the website too. There's No Place Like Summer Camp.com. Again, all of your support is very appreciated. Please spread the word and leave a cheeky review if you enjoyed this on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps the podcast out. I shall see you next Tuesday.